0: Back straight quarter in thirty point five. Mullum Steffi leads the way. Opens up with a lead of six meters coming into the home straight. Double tap. He's trying hard, but Mullum Steffi, she's just got too much class, too much power, and now she's starting to open up. Mullum Steffi leads the way, margin at least seven meters. Double tap is second. And then Elder Baron Selena, but the trifecta will read Mullum Steffi, double tap Elder Baron Selena. Two in a row now for the favourite Mullum Steffi.
1: Two yes, all the Garrards on. family as well. Congratulations. Congratulations to them. And it was a bit of a two-horse race, though, Chris, wasn't it? As I say, good morning to you. A fair way out with the third horse doing things wrong.
0: Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Disappointing elder Baron Selina made the break soon after the start because it basically made it a two-horse race, as you outline. But Mullum Steffi, just too good. This is a progressive filly. She's shaping nicely. That was her third start yesterday. She was more than OK on debut but the past two victories have been really solid. So she's going to be a major player, obviously, in this springboard series final in the next couple of weeks. But a uh, lot to like about that, Philly. She's got a good motor. She's got a bit of change-up speed, which is so important as far as the trotters are concerned here in Queensland.
1: Chris, I said earlier, credit to you yesterday. <laughs> I'm surprised you're with us today because you, you did all those trials and nailed them at Doom and plus went to the trots as well. So you would have slept well, did you, last night or you still wound up like a clock?
0: No, no, all good, uh, Steve. Uh, we've done it a few times now, so uh, they're long days, no doubt about it, but uh, I enjoy doing it, so uh, business as per normal. But uh, it was a good trial session yesterday. I know you've touched on it. There was plenty of stars, not only the the obvious stars like Rothfire, Jonker and co, but there was a couple of other nice horses that performed well at the trials and then... And you rolled into that 10-race program at Albion Park and there was plenty of talent on display there, mm. so it was a good day.
1: Yes, if Sugarboom can find a... If Tony Golland can find a suitable 1,000-metre race for Sugar Boom, uh, she'll be highly competitive given she trialled brilliantly, as you'd expect, I suppose. Uh, there yesterday Chris Ernie Manning did bring us that really interesting news a moment ago Gloucester Park which I know you follow very closely every Friday night normally is going to be a day meeting because of the the AFL final not far away from Gloucester so this is a big opportunity isn't it to showcase that meeting to the eastern states I reckon the turnover figure figures will be tremendous being a day meeting. Well,
0: it's going to be vital, Steve, and it's going to be a, a, a real check to, to just, you know, see how the, uh, the turnover figures line up, going with the time slot during the day compared to their normal nighttime slot. Uh, I think it's a bold move, but it's a good move on behalf of Gloucester Park and, and Perth Racing to, to jump in, take that daytime slot rather than trying to clash with the football. It, it's basically across the river. You've got the Swan River there, Steve, and now you've got this walkway that can take you from Gloucester Park right into Optus Stadium, so it's very, very close. But uh, going with that daytime slot, I think is going to be a, a really good move, but it'll only be a good move if the, uh, the tab turnover figures back that up. It's a good card. Uh, overall, it's really strong there uh, on Friday. Number of uh, quality performers stepping out. There's a really good free-for-all, which comes through as race number eight. It's the York Cup. It's a Group 3 race. So it's going to be very interesting just to compare some Mm. figures there as far as the turnover's concerned.
1: Uh, And a horse that you absolutely love running at Gloucester on Friday is Minstrel, 23 starts, 13 wins and six placings. Of course, the Bonds uh, train this particular horse, Chris, and be interested to see how it goes on Friday. Minstrel.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good race because you've got Magnificent Storm who's unbeaten this prep, three from three, and Alder Blues, I know uh, the, the Hallstable have a really good opinion of this guy. He's a very strong type. So this is going to be a really competitive race, no doubt about it. So looking forward to that. That's that Group 3 feature. 2138 min, uh, 2,130 metres. Minstrel's got the early advantage because he's drawn three, Alder Blues five and a Magnificent Storm out in Gate 7. So that will be a good race on Friday.
1: I'll hand you over, Chris, to... Uh, I know Darren Clayton's on the line and also David Brick from Racing Queensland.
0: Yeah, well, this is a follow-on, Steve, from our conversation on Friday. We are talking about the Inter-Dominion. As we know, the 2021 Inter-Dominion Championship is taking place in Sydney. It was put off last year because of the pandemic, and uh, recently it was announced that the Inter-Dominion Series between 2018 to 2026 was going to be staged on rotation between New South Wales, Victoria and And Auckland, they're the co-hosts for that time period, 2018-2026. We didn't have it last year. It's definitely going ahead. And a lot has been said uh, about that because of the the troubles that they face down there with those numbers, with the pandemic uh, growing by the day. But the series will start in November uh, it's November 27th, first round of heats at uh, Menangle. Then we go to the second round of heats at Bathurst on the Wednesday night. So that's December 1. And the final round of heats is on a Sunday at Newcastle on December 5. And the final will take place at Menangle on December 11. So, you know, we had this discussion on, uh, on Friday about, you know, who's going to be going to this series because it's unlikely that we'll have uh, any New Zealand interests there. And given the border lockdowns, you know, there was a fair bit of play, and, you know, there was a school of thought going through social media last week that Queensland's the hub or, or the bubble spot for every other major professional sport NRL, AFL at one point, the netball, uh, I think even the supercars were based here at one point as well. So. Someone sort of put it out there, I may have even been Darren Clayton, that uh, why don't we have the Inter Dominion? So I just thought it would be a follow on and I, I tracked down D- David Brick from Racing Queensland just to discuss this a little bit more. And David's online with us now. David, good morning.
2: Good day, Chris. Good day,
0: listeners. Good to have a chat. Darren, are you with us as well? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning, gents. G'day, so, man. what is the, the current state of play, uh, D- David? Because There was talk about, you know, Queensland wanting to get back into that rotation with the Inter-Dominion. The last time we staged an Inter-Dominion in Queensland was 2009. So it's well over 10 years ago, and that was the series staged down at Parklands, which is no longer with us, unfortunately. So what's the current state of play, and what's your school of thought just with that uh, series being moved to Queensland?
2: Yeah, so in relation to the overall... Inter Dominion series, uh, probably the background to the, the series is is the Inter Dominion Council uh, run that collaboration between uh, Harness Racing Australia and Harness Racing New Zealand. And uh, they effectively put the, the Inter Dominion out to tender. Uh, the current rights holders are HRV uh, Harness Racing New South Wales slash Clubman Angle and Harness Racing New Zealand. And they've got on a, on a three by three rotation. So effectively for nine years they've put that tender in. Um, so that's the current arrangement that's in place. Um, so as, as part of that, there was uh, an allowance for states to to uh, express an interest to, to opt in after the first full three years uh, I guess, unfortunately, because of what's happened with COVID, that that was supposed to end at, at the end of last year, um, but has been pushed out to this year uh, because of the postponement last year. But certainly we we expressed an interest to, to join the second and third rotations of that. And in a nutshell, um, that expression of interest is in principle agreement um, for Queensland to, to join that. Um, however, I guess the formal agreement hasn't been finalised yet primarily because of the extension of the, of the first round of for that, the first rotation. So that's, I guess, the current state of play and, I guess, where Queensland's at. So we're certainly really keen to, to join that. Um, and, you know, I've expressed that and had discussions. Uh, it's probably just a waiting formal agreement. But uh, as I said, obviously, other things have been at play with, with primarily the pandemic that's, that's affected that. So that's probably the, the first query around how the engineering run. With regard to, to this year, as I said, and we're really respectful of the fact that um, those three bodies are the host, um, host holders. And Harness Racing New, S- New South Wales um, and uh, Common Angle have certainly come out and said that they, they'll run the, the event this year. You know They don't want to postpone it again. And as the rights holders, certainly we support that. And hence we're running a summer carnival that hopefully will will support that. Obviously, I you know as, as it was discussed last week, there are going to be some complexities around horses getting there, and you now it's, it's not easy. I guess one of the, the key flies of the element with regard to what is, and, and probably makes it somewhat different to say an ASL or um, a Super netball or the like, is that. Well, the Inter-Dominion Council are the ultimate holders of the Inter-Dominion. Um, once that tender's gone to those bodies that have uh, the rights holders, it's, it's really their responsibility in conjunction with the Inter-Dominion Council to run the event um, and so for and primarily with regard to things such as funding, um, those bodies there are responsible for, uh, for, for working that out and, and how the event's funded. So I guess that's one of the key elements that, you know, if it was to get to a point where, well, a certain body's not able to run it, uh, there are there other venues or other places that could potentially run it? I guess there'd have to be a significant discussion around you know, how that's funded and so forth. So, um, And so, but as I said, at this point in time, Harness Racing New South Wales have said they'll, they'll run it along with Clubman Angle and we, we fully support that. Um, but, you know, as I said, there are the complexities around, um, unfortunately, particularly participants, getting their horses can transport, as, as we're seeing, for uh, either our carnival or for,
0: for the current thoroughbred carnival So given the fact that, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic, and as I said, the numbers in Sydney are are, are mind-boggling in in many ways, was there any possibility or is there any sort of thinking that this series is not worth running this year?
2: Look, I guess ultimately that's a question for, for the three rights holders. There's certainly been no discussion from an R2 point of view and, and we don't necessarily expect that given that we're not a current rights holder um, or part of that agreement. So just certainly in, in 12 months' time, we hope that that's, that's different and um, we'd be party to those discussions. But I, I think um, certainly the the what we've heard out of New South Wales is they're really pushing ahead and, you know, providing that um, their racing can continue, that they'll certainly do the best they can to, to run, run the Interdominion. So, yeah, as I said, there's probably a discussion more for Harness Racing New South Wales, but um, I, I think certainly they're, they're intents to push ahead with it, and, and we support that.
0: Sure. Darren? But,
3: yeah, just with that, David, then if they, there are the, those three bodies, the HRV, Harness Racing New South Wales and, and New Zealand, so does the decision... New South Wales have come out and said, no, we're running the series this year. Their state government turns around and says, no, it cannot go ahead. Yes. Is it only New South Wales' decision then what they do with it, or will the three bodies come together huh? to decide what happens?
2: Yeah, that's that's correct and that and that was the process that uh, that um, as I understand it went through last year with regard to the postponement that um, obviously at, at the time they'd be the first body that say look there's going to be some problems around running it um, they would then have that discussion with those other two rights holders and then obviously in conjunction with his Dominion council so that's sort of I guess the process that would happen that if it got to that point touchwood that um, they're able to continue to race um, albeit you know um, under some restrictions but uh, yeah, that's that's effectively the process that would uh, have to be undertaken if, if that happens. Um, and then as to whether or not there was a, a view to postpone it, look at alternative venues, I guess that's the, the discussion. I guess one of the things that, you know, I guess any, any jurisdiction's got to be mindful of in this situation is it's just with regards to the pandemic, isn't it? Moves moves from, from day to day, so... Yeah. Um, while in Queensland at the moment, everything's you know, going well, a touchwood continues that way um, and it's being managed um, you know we're not to know what's to happen in twenty four
0: hours let alone weeks so that there's some of the things that you'd have to consider as well and a perfect case in 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 that point you just raised there, David, was the fact that we were able to get through our tab constellations a week after we we're in lockdown ourselves here in Queensland. correct. That's right, Chris. And look at you know, we've probably been incredibly lucky in that regard that um,
2: you know, we were able to get through, as you said, the the carnival by and large, people from uh, most states of Australia were able to get here, um, albeit, you know, probably near the end it was a bit more p- problematic for some. But you know, by and large, um, Stables have made the decision to come up early, and therefore we're here and, and we're able to continue to to compete. So that's exactly right. I guess there's some of the considerations we would have to, you know, states would have to take in, you know, if if it got to that point. But um, certainly at this stage, supportive of um, New South Wales pushing ahead with it, and hopefully it's a good series.
0: What's your view on the fact that nominations haven't been taken yet for the Inter Dominion series? Uh, Do do you think they're going to be bombarded with nominations, or do you think they're going to struggle to get nominations for the Inter Dominion given the current climate with the pandemic?
2: Look, you know, as a as a harness racing uh, passionate harness racing person, you want to see the Inter Dominion be as best it can. I think, you know, our experience with regard to our carnival was that, you know, while people could get here and horses could get here, it was, uh, were able to to, uh, to do that. And there were some horses that certainly were able to travel up even without their trainers and do so. But the reality is there are some that do prefer tra- travel with their horses and have you know, certain drivers drive them that um, are familiar with the horse. So I think, you know, in, in reality, you'd be naive not to think that, that some won't take that, that view, but, um, at the same time, but we certainly saw participants do that. Um, we saw Luke McCarthy last year with regards to the Victoria Cup horses down there and, and alternate drivers and so forth. So I guess that's obviously each participant's and owner's decision on that front. Um, but, yeah, I think there would, would certainly... You'd think if if not able to fully participate,
0: there'd be some that may opt not to go. Mm-hmm. Darren as we know it's a, a rapidly changing beast this uh, this pandemic and uh, it changes so quickly. Those first nominations close off on Monday the 27th of December uh 27th of September. So we're basically a month away from those nominations closing off. So who knows uh if we're going to have a huge uh, spate of nominations or hardly any at all.
3: Yeah, it's exactly right and um still a month to go and that effectively really only what would leave six weeks of open nominations thereabouts. Um, um, So if you're not in those early nominations and get your rankings up, um, the other thing that you'd have to be looking at uh, going ahead is you probably want to be firmly set in what sort of program you you line your horse up for because you wouldn't want to be getting into New South Wales too late if they're still in that sort of lockdown scenario. Um, Just another thing with that, um, I know like with the heats that are going to be held in Newcastle and Bathurst, this might be one that you might know, David. Um, would, they've already announced, obviously, the conditions that, that those are the races. If those uh, regional venues are locked down, um, would they just hold all heats at Menangle or how does that operate? Because I know um, definitely in Bathurst, they've had uh, 10 cases in the last two days. Of COVID detected out there, and um, they're in a in a pretty hard lockdown at the moment.
2: Yeah, look, I don't know the specifics of, of, of that. Um, probably, certainly, the club and. New South Wales have been in a far better position than I to comment on that. But I, you know, I'd say that they would certainly be looking at every option they can to run that. And if one of them is, that it, it, it comes back to an event that's at an angle that's the, the safest way to run the event and continue and, and provide um, you know, participants with surety about you know, where they can go and uh, where the horses are, are going to be stabled and so forth. Yeah, I think they'd certainly be looking at that. But, you know, certainly something, a question question for the club. And Honest racing, New South Wales has obviously shown that they've been very flexible in how they've managed the, the pandemic, um, you know, in a, in a range of areas. So, you know, there'll be Breeders Challenge, uh, their regional racing and so forth. So I, I think they'd be more than willing to look at whatever option they can uh, can do to to make sure that the inter is the best it can be
0: they've stood firm uh, harness racing new south wales and club Menangle. there was a, a bit of backlash about the travel involved and and taking it to the regional venues like bathurst and newcastle in the same week a lot of trainers just felt that it wasn't fair on the horses but they've stood firm and they they're sticking with their original plan, so they are going to the regional centres if we were to have an inter dominion series this is a two twofold question as well are we likely to have it before 2026? Because I suppose the time's ticking now. Now that we've got the Olympics here in 2032, do we have to run it before 2026? And if we do, do we just run it solely at Albion Park, or do we look to sort of share it around, like uh, Harness Racing New South Wales and Clubman Angler doing for this year?
2: Um, look, I guess it's a, <laughs> it's a question. I suppose there's a bit of crystal balling in that. Look, I think that certainly as it stands, and, and certainly as part of our bid um, or our expression of interest, we indicated that you know, look, if, if there's not a an alternative venue uh, ready for in time for for us to to host the the Inter Dominion, then we certainly make Albion Park as as best it can be. There's been some work done at the venue, and um, I know in conjunction with Albion Park, they're continuing to to do that to ensure our spectators uh, are well catered for, and as was seen during the uh, the recent carnival. So I think from that point of view, if Elbin had to, had to host a, an event such as uh, the Indominion, uh, we'd be more than comfortable with, with doing that. The lot, Look, in terms of when it would be, look, if you work back and you, you put an extra venue or um, into the the rotation you know, probably more than likely we'd slot in at the end so you're probably looking at around about 2025 as to when we probably look to, to be hosting it so you know it, it may be right on the borderline as to whether a, a new venue is available at that stage or they're ready or not or whether it would be held at, at Albion so but as I said I think either way Albion would be in a position to, to host it um, look, as far as as other venues that that could host it, obviously we've you know primarily only got the the other venue in uh, at Redcliffe at this point in time. Look, we'd we'll probably have to have a serious thought and discussion with participants as to whether that could be done. Look, while it's a you know a great venue and a different venue for for up here in Queensland, what impact would that have on the horses that come here, given that it is a, a slightly different track and and so forth? To some that may add to the mystique of the, the Inter-Dominion, I guess, you know. And But I guess on the other hand, you don't, you don't necessarily want um, horses deciding not to come because they're concerned about, you now from that point of view. So they're, they're probably some of the discussions we would have to have as part of that um, in terms of whether you look at alternate venues. But clearly at this point in time, you know, we've only really got Elvin and Redcliffe that we'd have to have a look at.
0: Do you, do you think that becomes part of the uh, the planning going forward? If Queensland is to, to host another Into the Minion series again, do we look at running it at Albion Park or do we look, you know, to the future, knowing that, you know, with the, the, the 2032 Brisbane Olympics set to be staged here, do we look at hosting it at a new venue not long after it is open to give it that real oomph factor? Yeah, that's a uh, really
2: good point, Chris, and I think that's some of it, and... and... I guess that's probably why, I guess, to some degree, there's in principle agreement for for Queensland to join. Uh, I guess the nitty-gritty about where it might be, I I agree that that's some of the discussions I think would be worthwhile having as to whether or not, you know, in the first 12 months of, of a new venue, it'd be great to have the inter-dominion there. So I think I, I think that's, a, you know, certainly a valid point to have that discussion. Uh, we probably need to get a bit further down the track on uh, venue in terms of time frame, but hopefully within that sort of, you know, in you know, the next 12 months, we'll have a fair idea of, um, of that process and, and whether that's realistic or not. Um, so yeah, but I, I think you know I think that's a, a very valid point, and I think it would be great. I, I do you know think that you know, hosting you know uh, feature events such as that when you've got a new venue just opened um, you know it can certainly help you know not drive just local participation and, and interest, but certainly those that would be keen to come on, along and have a look at a new venue. So yeah, but I guess on the other hand, sometimes you know if if, if harness racing used to be leaving the Albion Park. Perhaps um, a send-off like the Inter Dominion may be a good one as well. So I guess there's that argument as well that, that could be discussed.
0: Mm. Darren, any more uh, questions on the Inter Dominion? No, just. Um, Who's going to win it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's see what the nominations are first, Steve. It's, it's hard to hard to gauge, but yeah, no, that's it's. I guess really there's. A lot of balls up in the air at the moment as to see where they all land, and hopefully we do get it because I would hate to see that um, just because uh, there's sort of, ag- I don't know, commercial agreements have to be considered and factored in, but I'd hate to see the race not run for another year just because the agreement can't be made
0: across borders. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see. Uh, David, whilst I've got you, uh, we're, we're fresh out of that uh, hugely successful Tab Constellations uh, during our winter, and you launch the Summer Hanna schedule, and this is exciting. Uh, it, it's going to run from November 4 right through until December 22. There's 11 group races that are going to be staged during that period. Uh, features like the Be Good Johnny Sprint, the Queensland Cup, the Trotters Sprint. We've got the Forever Gold the QBred for life finals, but you've introduced this new race in conjunction with Albion Park. It's a Group 2 race worth $50,000 called the Peak of the Creek. Can you just outline more about this new race that is going to be staged later this year?
2: Yeah, look, it was a concept that the club came to argue with and um, I guess it's probably somewhat failed around what we might see in some other jurisdictions uh, from an international point of view in terms of how it keeps. Uh, into a final, so either the day before, or on the day, uh, in this case here, the, the peak of the creek will the heats will be two days before, so it'll be, um, uh, I guess, for the the thoroughbred enthusiasts will be uh, Victorian Oaks night, so the heats will be there, um, and then that the final will be the following uh, that Saturday night, two nights later. So um, we think that it's you know it's something, it's a different concept. Um, there's an opportunity to get owner involvement on that. Uh, Thursday night. Um, the intent is is that there'll be some not so much complexity, but some difference to the barrier draw in the sense that um, uh, owners' uh, connections will be able to choose their own barrier, and that'll be primarily done on on time running those heats. Um, for those horses that qualify, obviously, uh, we're still working around exactly the conditions of that. We may just change that slightly, so because it is a, a race for horses, race rated uh, 55 to 70, um, that we might just uh, group them um, to try and make it an even race as possible, but still provide the opportunity and something different where. Participants get to choose their own barri- uh, barrier and also try and make those heats run as, as, as truly as po- as possible. Um, and as I said, the, the finals two nights later um, at Albion Park. So yeah, we think to something different. Something different. Create some interest. Uh, we've also targeted at a sort of a, a rating bracket of 55 to 70, so for horses that I guess are up up and coming um, that are either here in Queensland or potentially for, for Queensland participants to um, to go out and target a horse that they might be able to bring to Queensland for that race Uh, so as I said something uh, a little bit different but as you said I think that the overall while it's not you know in terms of the prestige I suppose of the carnival compared to the group one elements that we had during winter um, certainly a number of different opportunities there and we've tried to really spread it as as much as we can and provide a range of different horses and connections with opportunities for, for group racing.
0: Yeah, and Reckliffe don't miss out as well. They've got their Reckliffe Christmas Cup, the Trotters Christmas Cup, the Reckliffe Guineas. So Reckliffe and Albion Park both being catered for as far as feature races are concerned. I know we've mentioned this previously uh, last year, hugely successful summer carnival, but that was sort of, um, uh, you know, well, not curtailed, but uh, there was some uh, issues because of the the pandemic back then as well. But uh, this year... It looks like the Inter-Dominion is going to be run at the same stage. Victoria really uh, loaded up with their features at the back end of the year, understandably getting away from that dreary winter time slot. So they want to run, you know, their Vic Bread features, their Victoria Cup features, and then obviously the Breeders' Crown. But this is just the challenge that we've got to take, and we've just got to meet it head on.
2: Yeah, I think so, and look, we'll sort of see how it goes. We had planned for this carnival to sort of slot in to this sort of positioning last year. As you said, Chris, things sort of changed, and we, I guess, uh, saw it as an opportunity to, to run the Blacks of Fake in that December time slot when the incident was postponed, but... Yeah, so this was sort of a, you know, I guess 18, 24 months in the making in terms of moving this carnival to this period of time. Um, Sort of see how it goes. You know, a number of the featured nights are on the back end of of, uh, thoroughbred feats, you know, during their spring carnival, the spring carnivals in New South Wales and Victoria. So we think there's some benefit there in providing some good quality racing, uh, you know, with some good promotion that can help from a wagering point of view as well. So we'll certainly see how that goes
0: and and review it for the future. OK. No doubt uh, you've started to uh, pull apart the Carnival, the Winter Carnival, the tab constellations from this year, recently completed. How much more upside have we got to deliver here in the Sunshine State moving ahead to next year?
2: I, I think we've got a really uh, sound base. You know, I think there's been some really good suggestions put forward about how we can, I guess, probably more tinker with the Carnival and, 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 uh, and improve it. Uh, but I think there's, there's certainly improvement there. You know, we're really keen to make it a carnival and, and attract the best horses um, from uh, interstate, New Zealand, and from Queensland, and the participants, and and obviously also provide. Those participants and their owners with an opportunity to, to come to a carnival, as we know, uh, Queensland's a great place to be in that sort of July-August period. So I think we'll certainly uh, that that'll sort of be one element that we work really hard with the clubs on to, to provide those social opportunities and, and make sure that, that people's time in Queensland is a good time and they can get to socialise. But uh, importantly, the racing on the track will be be high quality again. So, as I said, I think really good foundation this year. But uh, we certainly had received some good feedback and. And we'll look to sort of finalise that in the next month or so, um, you know, and then look to, to starting to formalise the, the programmes for, uh, from a feature race point of view for June, July, August next year.
0: All right. One final question before we let you go this morning. I know you're the driving force behind the, uh, the new race during the Carnival this year, the Rising Sun. Were you happy? And, and furthermore, can that be expanded upon for next year?
2: Look, um, certainly, uh, you know, in terms of the, the overall concept, we thought it worked really well. I think there were two elements to it, and getting the, the best horses we can, uh, participants. And I think the other side of it, we really wanted to create some, some I guess, discussion and debate, and views around it, which horse shouldn't, shouldn't be in, and, and, and even the three-year-old elements, I think, to, by a large extent that that worked. Um, there's been some good suggestions that have been put up. I know um, yourself and Darren have certainly... Uh, indicated a, uh, an interest in having uh, the barrier draw done slightly differently in terms of, again, participants sort of choosing their own barrier. Um, so uh, particularly with the three and four-year-olds and the mayor element um, that can provide that uh, something you know, a bit more unique again. So I think that's certainly got a... We'll run the course on that but that's a good idea um and we'll continue to look at that as a as a concept how we can continue to expand it but i think it's certainly got um its position where it is i think the the element around three-year-olds say, on four-year-olds certainly worked so that was probably the, the the main part and i think that's a key part to what is that three-year-old
0: element because it creates that discussion and um we're keen to really emphasize that excellent stuff uh, David, as always, really appreciate the time this morning, not only about the carnivals here locally, but with the Inter-Dominion as well. You've uh, made it a lot more clearer for us following our discussion last Friday. Really appreciate the time. We'll be in touch soon. Hello, no Thanks for your time, guys. Bye. There's David Brick joining us from Racing Queensland, our harness racing manager here in the state. So hopefully that just paints a, a little more uh, clearer picture for the Inter-Dominion. But uh, as we know, the Inter-Dominion... For this year, 2021, is going to be staged in New South Wales. So uh, we'll see uh, how that plays out. But uh, it's ever-evolving because of the, uh, the pandemic and uh, the numbers that we see on a daily rate from Sydney. Uh, Darren, you're still with us. We've got Harness Racing tonight at RecLeft, a 10-race program. Action gets underway at 5.27. Uh, it's a good program as well. We've got all the fixed-odds markets up for all the races as we speak. Uh, the tab quaddy tonight races five, six, seven and eight. What is your best bet at this meeting tonight at Redcliffe?
3: Yeah, I thought uh, we, we were a little bit patient. We'd get a return. Chris, race seven, horse number two, CJC. Started favourite last time. Gate five just made it a little bit tricky, but he was really strong to the line. Moves into gate two this evening. Um... Not an overly strong race. Probably his main danger is returning from a spell in our boy, Roy. So I thought it really shaped well for him to get on the board
0: uh, from gate two. Race seven, number two, TJC. All right. So TJC, the best bet, currently 2.20 fixed with tab. Uh, let's go through the quaddy. Race five, the first leg. How many do we need to play in this, uh, this uh, fifth event?
3: Yeah, I thought this was a a really tricky race, Chris. I've actually marked um, number three, Jamaican Resort, on top at at a bit of value. Um, No confidence whatsoever. Just thought it might uh, get the opportunity to get forward. He's been going back from wide gates. Uh, Number two, just one good one. Hasn't been too far away. He's placed in quite a few of late... Patchwork Jack should be thereabouts, and Aurora Rose from gate one should get the perfect run right in behind them there. So
0: that opening leg, uh, playing one, two, three, and four. OK, pretty simple there. One, two, three, four. That takes us across to Race Six, which starts the treble as well. Uh, Odds-on favourite here, Silster's Song, shooting for three in a row. She was a first-up winner at Recliffe last week. Uh, are you tipping her again?
3: Yeah, I thought that uh, she gets every chance. This is not really much harder than her first up win. Um, Graham Dyer does a great job with his team, and um, he does a good job in keeping them going week to week. I mean, you know, you look at horses like the Midnight Rambler, who's uh, done a great job at Redcliffe. Got to have a hobby. This this mare looks to be in the same uh, sort of mould as those, and from gate five can get forward. There's a little bit of speed, but uh, with Pete McMullen up, I don't think uh, there should be too much worry there. So.
0: Put her on top, number five, Seals to Song, and go one out. OK, one out there with Seals to Song. Are we going one out with TJC and race raise seven? Yeah, I'd be happy to go
3: again. Um, if there are any others, you're looking at insurance. Like I mentioned, our boy Roy, he's first up from a spell, did have good form prior to uh, being shut down. Woodlands Rose, number four, she has trialled well uh, at Redcliffe in preparation for her run. this year. She's first up as well, but, yeah, Um, they would be the other two, but
0: going one out with number two. Okay, so how do we bring it home, Ray, say? Because this looks fairly tough, this eighth event tonight. How do we bring it home? We get our dart out and we throw and we hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: What if you don't own a dart?
3: uh, Well, just maybe (laughs) throw some coins in the air and see where they land. Mark number four, what a reactor on top. Um, She was a winner four runs back. Got forward and was just too strong. Um, good gate speed, man. So she should be able to get forward again here. Um, whether she can get to the front or get in, to just drop in for the trail might be a good option as well. Harry Croft hasn't been too far away. Uh, he was actually a last start winner. That was a tough win. Gate nine does him no favours. Uh, Dats in a hurry. Hard horse to follow, one at big odds uh, a couple of weeks back at over 100-1, to 1, and it's been well-supported of late, but just hasn't been able to get there. Does have a better gait, which is a, a big help here. Number two, Mustang Dude. Uh, he's got good gait speed, so he can get forward and, and find a spot. So we'll go with those four, two, three, four, and nine, but uh, could certainly entertain going the whole field. Um, with those two one-out selections, and it wouldn't make it uh, too much more expensive.
0: OK, so repeating your quality, uh thoughts for tonight at Regliff. First leg, one, two, three, four. Five only in the second leg, two only in the third leg, and we finish off with two, three, four, nine. So $16 for 100%. Your best bet comes up as race seven, number two, TJC. And uh, as I mentioned, he's currently at 220 tab fix right now.
3: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I, I think it's a perfect gate
0: frame and gets the opportunity. So uh, hopefully we have a, a good night there at Redcliffe. All right, fingers crossed. Darren, as always, really appreciate your time. We'll be chatting on Friday morning when we do an early look for and Park, a big 10 raise program again this Saturday night.
3: Yeah, looking forward to that.